The Dory Monson Show on Cairo Radio. This is The Big Lead. Coming to you from Carter Subaru Studio. Welcome. Welcome to The Big Show and welcome to The Big Lead. A stormy, rainy day, but as always, sunshiny in my heart. Glad you can be with us. Got a jam-packed show for you today, including... Caitlyn Jenner talking about Seattle athletics. We'll tell you about that coming up at 1230 this afternoon. But we've got a lot to get to. Let's get right to The Big Lead. The Big Lead. I told you so. There are some new documents that are available that reveal a very troubling trend that I first told you about. It's a story we broke months ago here on the Dory Monson Show. Now, we're starting to get another surge, not of COVID, but of politicians and political people telling everybody that they must get vaxxed and boosted, and they are really trying to encourage children to get vaccinated and boosted. There's going to be a big talking point, apparently at Thanksgiving even, Uh, We found out today on uh, the Today Show, uh, a White House spokesperson says that you should talk about vaccinations at the Thanksgiving family table. We need to make protecting our loved ones an important part of the conversation we have around the Thanksgiving table, an important part of the conversation we have in the days and weeks ahead. It's about protecting our loved ones. And when you heard him say, in the days and weeks ahead, there is going to be another surge of commercial advertisements and politicians and a lot of people in the media talking about how children must get vaccinated and boosted. Now, there's one little problem with this. As you know, if you are a longtime listener to the show, a few months ago, I went into the King County Health Department data dashboard, and I found some very disturbing things, uh, things that are just being purely lied about to the people. I have tried many, many, many times to get King County Public Health to come on this show and address my specific criticisms. And this is, to me, one of the great scandals of government in our region in a long, long time. Because King County Public Health, they have had a blogger for parents to tell them when to get their children vaccinated and boosted. And the question that I had is, well, why should parents do this? Because according to the numbers on the King County data dashboard, for every single age range of children, 5 to 11 12 to 15, 16 to 17, if they are fully vaccinated, they are more likely to get COVID than somebody who's not vaccinated at all. Now, that's pretty shocking stuff. Uh, if, if I'm sorry, and let me be clear. Fully vaccinated means and boosted. Any child who's fully vaccinated and boosted is more likely to get COVID than a child who is not vaccinated at all. So we have talked to King County Public Health. We've asked them, 
why they are still pushing vaccinations and boosters on children. They put out an Ask Miss Rona blog post a couple of months ago giving parents advice on how early they could arrange a booster for their kid. Uh, They've been talking about bringing back mask mandates in the schools. But now in a damning bit of information that a person on Twitter has uh, posted, they did a Freedom of Information Act request of the Washington State Department of Health. And they pointed out exactly what I've been talking about. The children who are fully vaccinated and boosted are more likely to get COVID than unvaccinated children. And what this revealed in a Freedom of Information Act request is that in an email between two members of King County government on February 9th of this year at 9.55 a.m., one person named uh, Sergis wrote, One thing I do think will continue to be confusing, and we should be able to clarify, when looking at the surge, fully vaccinated children are more likely to test positive than not fully vaccinated. We have numerous folks noting this is confusing to understand. So now we've got people within King County government, within the Department of Health, sending emails back and forth saying that essentially the Monson data is correct, that fully vaccinated children are more likely to get COVID. Here is the response, and this is absolutely fascinating to me. Uh, This is from uh, Katrin with kingcounty.gov. Thanks for the comments. A solution here would be to exclude fully vaccinated 5 to 11s from the time period, just like we did for all boosters among all, all age groups. Does this seem reasonable to you? And what they are saying is that the public is confused because they're telling children to get vaccinated, but the data says that vaccinating children makes them more likely to get COVID. And their solution to this problem, from uh, this is according to a person on Twitter who got the Freedom of Information. I want to give credit where credit is due. Uh, somebody who goes by disenfranchised Democrat on Twitter got the Freedom of Information Act request. Katrin Fabian, King County Public Health's data analyst, feels that removing data from the outcomes by VAC status is an acceptable strategy to keep the public unconfused. And so, what I've been telling you for months is accurate. King County Public Health has never been able to refute it. That's why they will not come on to challenge the numbers that I obtained when I went deep into their data dashboard. But now... We have found out that behind the scenes, they were just removing, or the plan was to just remove some data that didn't fit the messaging. And the messaging is kids should get vaccinated and boosted. The data and the facts and reality is that kids absolutely should not get vaccinated and boosted because that makes them more likely to get COVID. But... The scandal here 
is that instead of addressing my questions, instead of addressing the questions of uh, the people on Twitter who have been asking them, they just were working behind the scenes to eliminate some data from the data dashboard that didn't fit the messaging. So why would they do that? Why would the government in King County and Washington State, for that matter, why would they encourage parents to do something that would make life more dangerous for their children? And this gets back to the evil cabal that I've been talking about. This has been about the pharmaceutical companies. This has been about, I mean, this is their FTX scandal. You know, FTX, the cryptocurrency. They built investors out of billions, tens of billions of dollars, apparently. Uh, I, I talked to Lynn Brewer a couple of days ago who told me, and she was an Enron whistleblower, and she said this is a much bigger scandal than Enron, what's happening to FTX. Well, I would suggest that's what's happening with pharmaceutical companies and the fact that they are still today controlling our politicians, removing data from public information bases so that they can continue to try to convince parents to vaccinate their children. This is a bigger scandal than Enron. This is a bigger scandal than FTX. This is pharmaceutical companies working with our politicians, working with the people in the media who are too lazy to do their own research on any of this stuff. So they just buy what the politicians tell them. And it's the pharmaceutical industry working to transfer hundreds of billions of dollars from taxpayers to their industry. I would suggest that this is the biggest corporate political scandal in the history of mankind. And now that I see these emails going back and forth that address the issue that I've brought up many, many times, and their solution was, well, let's just remove data so that the public won't know about the truth of what I've been saying about all of their data. I mean, there's a lot of interesting stuff that we've uncovered. The King County Data Dashboard says that you're 10 times more likely to die uh, if you are not fully vaccinated. That is a completely made-up lie of a number. You are slightly more likely to die, but it's nowhere near 10 times more likely. I sent them my numbers on this. I said, come on, show me where I'm wrong. They refuse to do so because they can't. Because King County Public Health is making up information to try to grease the skids for this new campaign that they are planning to roll out to try to get parents to vaccinate their children. This is a scandal. It's a scandal that King County government is deep into. And I'm getting text messages right now from people asking me to be careful because if I'm getting in the way of a multi-billion dollar government corporate scam that uh, they're afraid for me, I appreciate your concern. I'm slightly afraid for me when you start blowing the whistle on stuff like this. And then you have stuff that's going on at the national level. My goodness. 
Anthony Fauci made his final appearance at the White House, saying goodbye to his old job. It's really a great pleasure to be back here with you again, albeit, I believe, for the last time. Yep, last time for him. But when the reporters tried asking him questions, when they tried to ask specifically about the origin of COVID, does it go back to the lab? Where where does it trace back to? And it was an absolute madhouse at the White House because, and I'll, I'll play you that in just a minute here, but uh, also the new Dr. Fauci, Dr. Shaw, he says, if you've already gotten a flu shot, you got to get the COVID vax. That's why God made you the way he did. We need to make protecting our loved ones an important part of the conversation we have around the Thanksgiving table, an important part of the conversation we have in the days and weeks ahead. I already played you that one, but then here's what he said about flu and COVID. So please, don't wait. Get your COVID shot. Get your flu shot. That's why God gave you two arms. Give one in each arm if you want. Now, did you realize God gave you two arms so you could get a flu shot in one and a COVID shot in the other? And then... When a reporter tried asking about the origin of COVID, the White House spokesperson, Corinne Jean-Pierre, just absolutely flipped out today. I will not call on you if you yell. And also, you're taking time off the clock because Dr. Fauci has to leave in a couple of minutes. I be- I'm done. I'm not, going- I'm not getting into a back and forth with you. Go ahead, Jeremy. Okay, and the reporters are asking, can you tell us, Dr. Fauci, on your last day, What do you believe to be the origin of COVID-19? I mean, this thing that has shook up our earth as much as anything in our lifetime. And finding out the very basics of where did it come from, that's a pretty good question to ask Fauci on his last day. But listen to how the White House flips out on this. You can you can take a press briefing, you need to call from people across the room. She has a valid question. She's asking about the origin of COVID. I hear the question. She's the best person. I, to I hear your question, but we're not doing this the way you want it. This is the disrespectful. It is. I'm done. Simon, I'm done. I'm Simon, I'm done. I'm done with you right now. Go ahead. Go ahead. So there is no free speech in America. The First Amendment, which gives you a free press to ask government officials questions. And this is what I'm dealing with here, by the way. When I've asked King County Public Health on at least six different occasions to come on and explain why their storyline is vastly different from their numbers. They refuse to do so. And so far, I've been the only person in the media here to ask these questions. And now we're seeing at the national level, on Fauci's last day, reporters are saying, Dr. Fauci is the best person to ask, what do you know about the origins of COVID? And the White House spokesperson jumps in and says, I will not allow that. Remember when Biden said he was going to be the most transparent president? Remember when we were told that we were going to finally start getting some truth out of the White House? Oh, wait till we get to the Hunter Biden story a little bit later this afternoon. Yeah, that's getting good, too. 
But this is what's happening, and that's got to make you wonder why. Why will King County Public Health not answer any questions about verifiably fake data on their data dashboard when they're telling parents that they should vaccinate their children and their data says the exact opposite? Why will the White House not allow any questions on the origins of COVID? Uh, Candace Owens, a great commentator, she's weighing in on this now. And this should make every parent extremely uncomfortable. Uh, it just—it's There's something about this that feels like a child predator approaching your child, right? This is the stuff that you learn about when you say, take your child, you, you're going to the playground. If a, a stranger comes up to you and says, here's some candy, you don't listen to this, right? Because that's not a good incentive. An adult should not be coming to you and trying to bribe you to do anything, especially when we're talking about medical decisions that belong to the parents. There's something else going on here, though, because aside from making people uncomfortable, there is something in an undercurrent here that to me appears evil and appears sinister and I always say there's nothing new under the sun that's a biblical that's a biblical proverb there's nothing mm-hmm. new under the sun and that's always real we can always look to history to see where these things come from this is so reminiscent to me of when I studied Stalin youth programs Hitler youth programs when you're talking about schools and the government issuing these these brainwashing doctrines down to say to children it's okay do this or do that it's because they're trying to raise up children to do whatever the state wants unquestioningly and that's been alarming and this is a conversation that goes further than just the vaccines, further than just the vaccine mandates. It's also talking about what we're seeing going around all the country in terms of what the children are learning in the classroom. It is time for parents to take control over their children and to realize the government is trying to step in as the parent. And it's quite frankly, inappropriate. Oh, God bless Candace Owen. She's absolutely right that much of these last two and a half years have been about raising a generation of children who don't question what they are told by government. And that's really scary, especially kids. Kids should be as skeptical as anybody. When they get up to college, it was kids who were the revolutionaries, who were the ones who were asking the tough questions, who led the way in women's rights and in in civil rights. It was college kids. But now children are being taught, no, no, just believe anything government tells you. And this is not an accident that this is how kids are being raised today. The fact that parents are going along with it is really scary stuff. And that is your big lead for today. The Big Lead on Cairo Radio. Oh, lots more to come on a very busy afternoon. Uh, Coming up next, Caitlyn Jenner is weighing in on a story that we first broke here on the Dory Monson Show. We will explain coming up next here on the Dory Monson Show. Hey, Mountain Dew drinkers, it's the Mountain Dew Baja Blast 20th Bajaversary. 20 years of Baja Blast being a Taco Bell fan favorite. To celebrate this year, the tropical lime flavor of Baja Blast is in stores everywhere all year long. 366 days, that's right, it's a leap year. And for a limited time, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. The Mountain Dew Baja Blast 20th Bajaversary. No purchase necessary. Open to legal residents of US 18 plus. Subject to official rules at BajaBlast.com and 61524. Void where prohibited. Aaron, I heard this morning about somebody stealing 165 yeah. grand from North. But did I just hear correctly in your news? It's an, The suspect 18, is 18 years old? 18 years old. An Issaquah woman. Incredible. So, I, I'm just getting all this from the, your newscast. Yeah. Stuff. So she stole a bunch of co-workers' IDs and then had multiple bank accounts she was somehow moving these transactions into? That's that's the gist of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she had uh, 
accomplices meet her for these phony returns, uh, sometimes using like stolen goods. Uh, and then, yeah, police say she'd, she'd log on to these Nordstrom cash registers using other workers' IDs, do the return, oh, override the price, and then send it back to the quote-unquote customer, a customer being these other bank accounts that apparently she had access to. Uh, I, Pretty I, elaborate three, scheme. All three of our daughters worked for Nordstrom in, in high school and college. It's a great place to work. But uh, you know, I'm sure they have some safeguards in place. So I, I'm just wondering, and I'm sure this will come out in the weeks ahead, was somebody just telling her exactly what to do? To, or is she some 18-year-old criminal mastermind herself? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure out as well. I, yeah, I I do not know, but she's got a future. I would say if she well, if she used her brains for some good. <laughs> you know, I I knew people. I'll tell a story later today. I've told it before, but it's been a long time. But I've known people 18, 19, 20 years old who were very precocious, and instead of channeling their brilliance into just legitimately making themselves a fortune, they went the criminal route. And it's it's really I – mean, I have personal experience with one person. I'll, I'll tell the story a little bit later, but I'm fascinated by stories like this. Yeah, me too. It's crazy. Too. Okay, yeah, we'll find, try to find out more. Thank you, sir. Yep. All right, uh, there's a story that we first broke on this show a couple of months ago that has now gone national and international. It's a story of uh, a kid at a local high school, Seattle Academy. And this kid last year was uh, running on the boys' cross-country team and finished in about 72nd place among boys. This year, the kid is running on the girls' team and is winning races and has a chance for college scholarships and, and all sorts of things. And there are no safeguards in the state of Washington to protect girls and women's sports. I know what's fascinating about this is this story has gone so viral since we first broke it a couple of months ago. And I, I broke it because a bunch of parents brought it to my attention, parents of girls competing against this kid at Seattle Academy. I'm not naming the kid because I have zero animosity toward the kid. The kid's playing within the existing rules. But as a protector, a defender, a supporter of girls and women's athletics, this has to change. That somebody can compete as a 14-year-old boy and finish 72nd and then compete as a 15-year-old girl and finish in first. And the only thing that's different is the kid says, oh, yeah, I was a boy, now I'm a girl. That does not protect and safeguard the integrity of girls' sports, and it will eventually lead to the destruction of girls' sports. And more and more people realize this is just fundamentally unfair. But what's fascinating is this has now gone uh, so viral that Caitlyn Jenner, spoke to Sandra Smith on Fox News about it. Uh, Yes, I have from the beginning been out to support women, cis women, in sports. And I think that's extremely important. Let's look at the woke state of Washington and see their progression on this on this issue. In 2007, uh, the WIAA, the uh, Washington Interscholastic Activities Association, the rule makers, basically adopted the IOC's position on transgender athletes. Surgery had to be done in two years of hormone replacement. 
11 years later, they had an update. Only one calendar year of testosterone suppression. And then last year, they changed it again with no medical evaluations. And basically... You okay, now this is huge. And, and Caitlyn Jenner, who competed in the Olympics as a man and would you know, have set records that would never be broken if, uh, if Bruce Jenner had competed in the heptathlon against women. But now Caitlyn Jenner is pointing out that now there's really no medical evaluation. There's nothing that has to happen except the kids saying, I want to compete this year as a girl. And the perspective of Caitlyn Jenner on this is relevant. And by the way, it's fascinating that Caitlyn Jenner has done so much research into what's going on here in Washington State. And basically, you can compete in a manner that is consistent with your gender identity, meaning you just identify as being trans and you can compete on the women's on the women's team. Now, they made this rule because they thought it was more consistent with the Washington State's uh, non-discrimination uh, laws that they had out there. I have been from the beginning out to I'm out for that like that fourth place woman who's trying to make it to the state championships mm -hmm. you know but there's a trans athlete in there in the top three that doesn't allow her to be able to go do that and fulfill her dreams maybe get a scholarship down the line um, we have to keep it fair in the Leah Thomas case I was never against Leah Thomas because she played with the rules and in this case this athlete is playing with the rules but they have to change the rules yeah the rules in Washington State are just wrong and they are bad and they are not good for women's sports uh, and as he said as she said as Caitlyn Jenner said I apologize uh, that you have girls who have trained, who have gotten up early in the morning, and they've put in their 20, 30 miles a week to be great runners. And one of them is denied a spot on the medal stand because of this. Uh, reportedly, a team was denied a spot at state because this kid at Seattle Academy's performance got the team to state. And swimming is starting to figure it out. And that's what it's up to the WIAA to do. Do not transition before the age of 12 you're not eligible to swim on an international level. And to be honest with you, I think that's a, a good decision. Why? Because what they found out throughout the years, that going through male puberty has a bigger impact on your performance in the future than it does just testosterone uh, suppression. Yeah. Um, you're bigger, stronger. So uh, this issue is not gonna go away, but I really feel that uh, the state of Washington has to make it a little bit tougher. They can't just identify yeah. and then compete against uh, uh, the women. And that is exactly right. Except the only problem I have with that is uh, your swimming says you have to transition before the age of 12. I don't think that any child uh, is ready to make a decision to be on puberty blockers. And, you know, some are undergoing, you know, the the sexual mutilation at children's hospitals, removing the breasts of healthy 13-year-old girls. Uh, it Allow people to make this decision once they are adults at age 18. That is the fair way to do it. But until then, the state of Washington is in danger of destroying women's sports. They have to come to grips with this. And wait until this happens when, uh, you know, some... And, and by the way, this cross-country kid towers over the female competitors. 
wait until this happens in girls basketball or volleyball or soccer. Uh, this is something the state of Washington needs to get its arms around. All right, we've got lots more to come here as the Dory Monson show rolls on. Coming up next, the Hunter Biden laptop story. Wow, the networks are finally discovering it. Shocking. That's ahead as we roll on on this rainy Tuesday. voice today how about that kind of what do you think andrew where are we at 80 percent i'd say 85 85 percent you know i got to 85 percent here's what i did nicole you're gonna appreciate this because you always accuse me of not getting enough sleep i slept for 12 hours last night that's impressive it's impossible for I. It may be the longest I've ever slept in one night without oh, waking up once. <clears throat> well, oh, okay. no, Daddy has to go piddle a few times. Oh, okay, got it. But you went right back to yeah, sleep. That sounded creepy. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> no, I didn't like it either. I retract what I just said. <laughs> but no, um, and uh, I have these podcasts that I'm listening to, and and when I wake up in the middle of the night. If I, as long as I put the podcast back on, I'm asleep within five minutes because my brain is just focused on that instead of what we've got to do on the radio show. Sales pitch for that podcast. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know the podcast I've been loving. This is this shocks me, but uh, it's not political at all, and Bill Maher's podcast is really, really entertaining. Okay. Because he gets great guests, and it's it's not at all a Q and A. It's just like he he and Woody Harrelson are obviously good buddies, and they just were talking for two hours, like two buddies talk, hmm. and there's a microphone in there. But it's completely non political, and it's very entertaining. It's it's my latest find because I I have about five or six different podcasts. And I would love to hear, because uh, listeners have weighed in. A couple of them have been listener suggestions. Um, there's a guy named Tim Ferriss, who is, I don't know, I don't know how he got famous. But he just does incredible research, and he'll talk to Jerry Seinfeld about how he puts together a joke, how he writes a joke. So he'll find interesting little angles that he knows the guest will be eager to talk about because the guest is never asked about that. And that's what I try to do when we get guests who do tons of interviews. But uh, but that guy's really good. And then okay. Rogan's, Rogan's good. I'm a fan of Crime Junkies and Dateline. <clears throat> You've loved the true crime ones I do. forever. I do. And then I just got done. I just listened to Matthew Perry's book on Audible. 
because he tells his story. So I like yeah. I like listening to them tell their own stories via the Audible. Right. And uh, and it's great. It's pretty crazy what he's gone through. And and I mean, he was a functioning drug addict and alcoholic, and the whole time he he filmed Friends. It's crazy. I heard him say, uh, I saw an interview with him about his book a few days ago, and he said, you can turn on Friends, have no idea what right. season it is, and based on his weight, you'll instantly know what his drug of choice was at that well, time yeah, in his life. If he was skinny, it was pills. If it was, if he was chum, chubby, then he was drinking, and if he was, had a goatee, then he was doing a lot of pills. Why... Why is that? Why was the goatee? Why did that hide? I don't know. That's just what just he said. He said when he had a goatee, he was doing a lot of pills. I mean, he he was up towards sixty a day. Sixty pills. Yes. Oh, man. And so, and then his his colon ruptured. It pretty much exploded, and he's he's very lucky to be alive. He was on life support. And they said rarely do you make it out of it. So weird. It's crazy. Well, I mean, to just to think about. Those six characters on Friends, and they had the and, and they you know did everything right. They said none of us is going to negotiate a salary higher than the other five. We will always bargain collectively, which just made all of them a fortune. And it's the rare ensemble show where really I don't know if any one of them was hugely more important. Well, he talks he talks about that and at the time that that came up, at the time David Schwimmer was the most famous they would consider, right? So David Schwimmer would have gotten the most money, but he was the one that came to them and said I think we should all go for the same and wow. he credits David with a lot. Right. Well, that's some news I was going to do here, but instead I talked we'll about like 12 it. hours of sleep. We'll save it for the Fast 15 coming up next. This is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.